which is very simply never keep score. I mean, I think nothing, Steve, nothing kills a good marriage faster than keeping score. As in, well, I did the dishes all last week. You owe me. Or... You have probably heard the saying that nice guys finish last. That's wrong! Dr. Noelle Nelson is here to explain why nice guys and gals finish first. Stay tuned! Valentine's Day is just around the corner and we want to help you save money while you show your love. Go to bloomnation.com and use the promo code GETHITCHEDWITHBN10, all one word, to save $10 on your purchase. Bloom Nation is a marketplace that connects you with local florists across the country. The promo code again is GETHITCHEDWITHBN10 and you can save $10 on your purchase at bloomnation.com. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined with the brilliant, the amazing Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. <laughs> Hi, Steve. So Noelle is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad. Uh, so if you are abroad and uh, you need anybody to do some speaking and stuff, Noelle is amazing. Uh, and she is the author of many best-selling books. And we have some exciting news because, Noelle, you have a new book out called Happy, Healthy, Dead. <laughs> Sounds yes, like I do. an <laughs> unlike today's topic, which is kind of um, cheery. Uh, this one sounds a little bleak, but it, it's really not. So, can you can you explain what the book is about, really quick? Sure. Well, what it I mean, it really is all in the title. What it means is how to live a happy, healthy life right up to the day you you drop dead, basically. In other words, there is so much research now that shows that. Um, Thinking positive thoughts in terms of appreciation and gratitude and happiness and optimism not only add literal years to your life, but add health and happiness to those years. And so that's that's really th what the book is about with lots of um, research because that's my base, my you know it's my scientific mm -hmm. uh, basis, but also lots and lots of stories of seniors who are doing fabulously that we never talk about, which is a shame because they are remarkable, just remarkable people. So it's really helping people uh, enhance the quality of those later years, not just the quantity. Yes. And honestly, I've come to think, Steve, that longevity is a young person's game. And by that, I mean the earlier in life that you and your mate, because heaven knows Hitched is about marriage, the earlier in life that you start looking at life and everything in it, all of your situations and circumstances as things to appreciate and to find the glass half full, not half empty and all that sort of stuff. The earlier you start that, the better your chances of living a long, happy, healthy life. It's that simple. That is awesome. And honestly, I can say that my wife and I have had many conversations about how we reach like a good longevity uh, with each other. And, and I mean, we really do. We have these conversations all the time. And I have my own personal goal of I want to crack triple digits uh, in mm -hmm. age. And for me, it's not it's not 
you know, laying in a bed at a hundred. Right. It's it's right. living uh, a very productive life through that triple digits, and I'm 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 crossing my fingers and dotting the eyes that you know that that works out the way that I dream it is. But I try to put in practice um, things to make that happen, and hopefully, science yeah. and technology will uh, help push it even further. But I I have an uncle um, who is. Mm, I don't know what his exact age is right now, but I know he was playing softball. And when I say playing softball, like running, sliding, when he was 80 years old. Sure. And, and of course, there's Harriet Thompson, who at 92 is the oldest woman to finish a marathon. Yeah. I There was a there was a story – we're going off on a tangent here, but uh, we'll wrap it up in a second. Uh, there was a story on NPR about this uh, man who started doing marathons, marathons, and he started after he had retired from his day job on a right. suggestion of his son who was like, you know, you should really do something. And so he entered this race when he was like 67 years old or something. And now he's been doing marathons um, for the last like 30 years. And he is. He's like 102, I want to say, mm -hmm. still running marathons. That's and there's lots of people like that. That's the important thing to notice. These are not the one in a gazillion. Yeah. There are a when you start looking into it, which is of course what I did, you realize that you know what we've been fed a line of baloney about you have to spend the last twenty or thirty years of your life in a hospital bed full of tubes. Yeah. That is absolutely not true. Yeah, I'm a firm. But you got it. <laughs> I was just going to say I'm a firm believer. Know what it takes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah, absolutely. And I, I was just going to say that I'm a firm believer in. Uh, use it or lose it. Absolutely. So, and I'm sure your book has tons of research to explain how to make this all possible. Totally. Um, well, okay. So the book again is called Happy Healthy Dead. Uh, so check it out. We are putting it in our bookstore. You can also find it on Noel's website, noelnelson.com, and it's also available on uh, front on your Kindle. Uh, devices. So if you have a Kindle app on your smartphone, for example, or the Kindle reader itself, you can download it from there. Uh, but we are today, Noel, are going to talk about how nice guys or women, uh, husbands, wives, finish first, not last. And the problem yeah. with the nice guys finish first is that people often equate it to that nice guy, gal, uh, with being a pushover. Um, in marriage, you think of the nice husband-wife uh, finishes first as a marriage in which one spouse is forever abdicating his or her wishes to the other and the subservient wife or husband who always caves because otherwise uh, he or she is uh, facing a cold bed. But you say, Noel, that what you mean by nice guys and gals finishing first is that there's a code of niceness which provides a solid ground for a really great marriage and that has nothing to do with being a pushover oh you are so right steve if you go to dictionary.com all right okay. you get two definitions of nice the first is pleasing agreeable delightful kind and the second definition is characterized by great accuracy skill tact care or delicacy now, let's think about this for a moment, because I don't see the word pushover anywhere in there. What could be more beneficial to a great marriage than a spouse who is not only pleasing and kind, but who also shows great skill, tact, and care 
in the handling of the marriage. Mm-hmm. There is the there is the word agreeable in there though, which some might translate Indeed. to push over. Well, let's think about it. What does agreeable mean? It means to start from common ground. It means to choose to agree rather than disagree. In other words, if you say, well, um, uh, I'm, I'm tired of our apartment. I really want us to move to a better place. If the first words out of your mouth is, we can't afford it, you just disagreed. But if the first words out of your mouth are, you know what? I'd like a nicer place too. Why don't we talk about how we might make that happen? Mm. That's being agreeable. All right. You got me. <laughs> uh, and you're right. There is no uh, reference to being a pushover in there. Uh, so how how do you do it? Uh, how do you be nice in the non-pushover way, uh, which are beneficial to your marriage? Well, there are basically three ways, Steve, and we'll take them one by one. Okay. And the first is clarify your expectations. Okay. So what is one of the most lethal things that we do in marriage is we expect our spouse to just know what we want, no matter what it is, what you want for dinner, you know, how you want to be hugged, how much you want to spend, how much you want to save. We have this romantic delusion, and I call it a delusion because it is one, that our spouse, because he or she loves us, should just No, and should be on the same page, for heaven's sake. Isn't that why you married them? But that's not true at all. And so if you want to be a nice guy or gal, you've got to clarify your expectations. You've got to be willing to open your mouth and say, whether it's relating to your bank account or what you like in bed or how you want to raise the kids or anything, how you want your coffee, Mm -hmm. is to say, honey, I really love it when. And then, of course, to thank constantly, right? Because appreciation is the the easiest road to having things happen the way you would like them. And it isn't that, you know, you're going to be a me, 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 me. It isn't about that. It's being kind to your mate so they don't have to sit there and try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Clarify your expectations. Okay. And the second one is always give the benefit of the doubt, correct? Yes. I want to stick just a moment longer with clarify expectations, if I may. Okay. Which is, you know, sometimes what we do is we think that if if we're doing, th- like if, if you take your coffee with cream always, right? Okay. You just expect that your spouse is going to pay attention to that and mm. hand you coffee with the cream alongside it or in it or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But you see, your spouse, believe it or not, is as his or her own unique individual Mm -hmm. and may or may not be paying a darn bit of attention to what you stick in your coffee. Mm -hmm. And so then you get upset with them, you know, whatever, which is completely ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) So I I think it's, it's recognizing that just because you, you personally have done something the same way a million times, like the way you do the dishes. That's a classic one, right? Even in front of your, even in front of your spouse, you're doing totally in front of, totally in front of them right? But your spouse's brain may not be in, well, I better pay attention to how she does the dishes or he does the dishes because they're going to want me to do it that way. See, can, can he, I, if I may interrupt really quick, I, I think part of this too is that when we are in the courting phase, I feel like those details are things that people do pay attention to because they're looking for that, that edge 
uh, to, to, to woo that person. Right. So you, yes, you, you, you notice every little detail you are focusing so intently on everything that they're doing. And I, to, to, to what we're talking about, I think when, when you get married, married, you, you, or at least start living with somebody for a long time or whatever, you maintain this level of comfort that all of a sudden you start taking those things for granted. Um, right. And, and, you know, they're going to be there making that coffee every morning or whatever. And so I don't really need to focus on how they do it. I'll figure it out eventually, even if you never do give it the attention that you once did. Right. Well, once the relation, I mean, there's different stages, as we all know, to a relationship, right? There's the the creating of it, and then there's the living of it. Mm -hmm. And the attention is very different as what you're pointing out, Steve. And once the relationship has been created and you're secure in your love for each other, quite frankly, a lot of your focus goes elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It, it just is a normal, natural thing. It's not that you love each other less or anything else, but life happens. Yeah. And there's stuff, quotes unquote, to take care of. So the the mistake we make is thinking that just because the spouse, you know, because they used to when we were courting, pay attention to every single little move that now they should do that. Mm-hmm. Why? Everybody's got a life, an individual yeah. life in addition to their couple life. Yeah. And so it's much easier on everybody if you clarify your expectations. It's just say, you know, honey, I really prefer the dishes to be stacked this way. Um, I've noticed they chip less, whatever, yeah. you know, and chances are your spouse is going to go, oh, I never thought about it. Okay. I um I didn't know you're going to bring up the coffee thing, but I can say and and if my wife is listening, two tea bags, she's a tea drinker. Two tea bags, mm-hmm. extremely hot water, 3 minutes steeped, milk and some sweetener, usually agave, like a tablespoons worth. Got it down. Okay. Got it down. Good. <laughs> And and did you automatically kind of magically divine this? No, I uh no 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 no. That's the thing. I was very proactive in getting this information. Okay. I, so I, you saw it, but but you clarified her expectations. I did. Yes. Um, I I specifically sought out that information. So we're, what we're just what we're saying basically to those who are listening to us is there's two ways of going about the clarifying the expectations routine. You can do it yourself in terms of, you know, you're the one that wants your, your two tea bags and so forth and say to your spouse, you know, honey, I love it when you make tea for me. And my preference is two tea bags, etc. Or on the other side, you can be the spouse that says, honey, how do you like your tea? Because yeah. I'd like to make it really just the way you want. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, it's it's interesting too because anybody that's listened to this podcast also knows that I do the cooking in my home, and one of the things that I have noticed over the years is that I will make something, and then I will see uh, Jess, my wife, start picking at it or pushing things to the side of the plate, or going back to the kitchen and adding an ingredient or two, and uh, it used to offend me in the past. Uh, and then I decided, you know, I'm cooking for her. I mean, I'm cooking for myself as well, but I'm also cooking because I want her to have something that she enjoys. And so I started taking it as a learning opportunity to ask her those questions. So, oh, what, what, you know, what didn't you like? Uh, you know, how can I make this different in the future? And honestly, 
sometimes I adhere to the suggestions and other times I make two separate versions of it because I don't like her version and she doesn't like mine and that is totally fine. And so it's like, well, I'll keep the cheese off to the side for you or for me or whatever it may be. And so I I have – but it – and ultimately, we're both happy. And as long as, you know, I know this going into it, it's a lot better, I think, for me than rather watching her sit down and pick out little chunks of whatever that I may have put into it if I have learned that she doesn't like those things. Also, you brought up something really, really important, Steve, is eventually you learn not to take it personally. Mm. That's really important. When your spouse clarifies their expectations to you, for heaven's sake, recognize it's just a preference and don't take it personally. Yeah. So just because you've been dumping cream in their coffee for three years and finally your spouse turns around and says, you know, honey, I really don't like cream in my coffee. <laughs> don't, don't take it personally. It didn't turn you into a monster. It's just a preference. Yeah. That's all. That's a, I can't think of what it is, but I have absolutely been in that situation where I had been doing something for years and she informed me years later, you know, I really don't even like that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't like bad, but I don't really like it. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do that. And I was like, and I was going out of my way. You know, it was one of those things where I was going out of my <laughs> way because I thought that's what she liked. And I found out that, nope, <laughs> that wasn't it at all. And I was like, man, all I had to do was ask. And, but again, she finally was able to say, Yes. So that's clarifying her expectations. Yeah. Do you see? It works on both sides. Oh, that's a, actually, that's a very good point to add. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to move on to the second point? That would be great. Okay. So, Which is. Yeah, go ahead. It's always give the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Now, this one always amuses me because it comes under the heading of, you did not marry an idiot. Okay, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you married someone who is, generally speaking, for the most part, responsible, caring, devoted, etc. So give them the benefit of the doubt when they, you know, again, we're taking very mundane examples on purpose. But when they stack the, the dishes in a way that you think is contrary to human nature, give them the benefit of the doubt. They probably learned that from their parents. Mm hmm. Don't, don't, don't make a, a, you know, a a cataclysmic event out of it. Don't think that they are stupid because of that. That's one of the most awful things we do to our spouses. Mm. Even if we don't say it, we think it like, God, how stupid can you get? Don't you know you use pliers, not a wrench for that? You know, it's, it's funny you say that the, the stupid thing. And one of the terms that I have come to, I don't want to say hate, but I feel like it's overused or misused is when things are quote unquote common sense. Mm, yes. And, and because, you know, if you grew up and somebody taught you to do something a very specific way, that is common sense to you. Yes. Right? But that might Absolutely. not be the best way to do it. So when someone tells you that, I mean, it's common sense, why would you do it that way? Well, because common sense tells me that my entire family has done this for the last 30 years this way and it worked. <laughs> that seems right. common sense to me. Exactly. So I, I love that you bring up the fact that, you know, they're not, they're not idiots. This nope. is, you know, they, this nope. is how they do things. And, you know, that right. doesn't mean uh, to your point, that doesn't mean that there's not something, a, a better way or a different way, not necessarily even better to do something. Yeah. So just different. yeah. 
So the response really is seek to understand. Don't blame, don't accuse, don't think badly of. Just try to understand what's going on with your spouse, why they chose to do it this way, that way. Ask genuinely, you know, like for real. Yeah. For your mate's reasons. And don't shine on those reasons just because you don't like them. Like, you know, if they say, well, you know, my mother always cut the end off the ham. Don't go, well, that was stupid. That's that's their reason. Okay. No big deal. Yeah. I When, when we're going through these points, uh, a, a theme is starting to emerge for me, which is uh, embrace a curiosity in your spouse. So you clarify their expectations. You find out why they're doing something the way they're doing. And finding your spouse as a fun curiosity as opposed to giving them the benefit of you do this from a place of of love and understanding, not because you're trying to deliver me to an early grave. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well put. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Which fits in with, if you will, the last point, which is very simply never keep score. Okay. I mean, I think nothing, Steve, nothing kills a good marriage faster than keeping score. As in, well, I did the dishes all last week. You owe me. Or you overspent your end of the budget. You're a lousy spouse. Or I picked up the kids, the dry cleaning and the dog, and you couldn't even be bothered to start dinner. Yeah. And of course, the famous one, I work hard to earn all the money. All you do is spend it. It's 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 just lethal. And of course, when you keep score, you realize that you always keep score to put yourself in a good light and your spouse in a bad light. Hmm. And and that's a lousy way to get what you want. I think that's a a really good point. Uh, like what like why would you keep score? Like what's the benefit mm-hmm. of it? And I th- think you highlighted it perfectly. It's so that you put yourself on higher ground. That is correct. I'm wonderful. I picked up the dog, the dry cleaning and so forth. So I'm wonderful. You didn't even bother to take out the trash, whatever it was. And so this all comes back to um, being a nice guy or gal and how they finish first. Because nice people (laughs) don't keep score uh, give the benefit of the doubt and clarify their expectations as opposed to what put put down demands. Right, right. It's not just put down demands, but um, keep things. I don't want to say secret, but uh, fail just, to live transparently. Okay, may, may, so allowing your spouse to live in like an assumption world, <laughs> kind of a right, place. Right. Right, and it, and it's it's yucky. I really, I, your your second point, I really want to harp on a little bit here, because I think we forget about it sometimes. Is that, you know, giving your spouse the benefit of the doubt, we choose to marry these people. Correct. We choose to marry <laughs> these people. So why would you not give them the benefit of the doubt? They are your number one draft pick. Assume that they love you. Assume that they don't want to hurt you. Assume that they care what you think and feel. 
And a lot of times uh, people fail to deliver on those assumptions. And I and I don't want to put all the blame on the person making – not giving people the benefit of the doubt because I think a lot of times some t- spouses will not throw off those uh, I love you vibes, right? Right. Um, and so there's responsibility on that end as well. But sure. you can – I think if you – make those assumptions that you're talking about, your spouse will respond in a way that is different than if you assume they don't like you <laughs> or treat right. them as if they don't like you. Uh, and and I think that's – there's a fluidity to it, I guess is what I'm getting at, is when you treat mm-hmm. your spouse nice to to the point of this podcast – when you treat your spouse nice and with respect and from a place of of loving and caring and uh, inquiry, they will respond to you differently than if uh, you treat them like an idiot or a burden or, you know, uh, an anchor or however else you people describe their spouse. Um, and that's the thing about it is people can sit there and listen to this and think, well, that, you know this sounds great, but blah, blah, blah. But if you start right. treating your spouse differently, they will respond differently. And it's not going to happen Absolutely. until you take that step. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, was there any other points that you wanted to, to highlight? No, I think we actually, um, I think we got to the, the nuts and bolts of this subject quite well. Awesome. So uh, homework this week, everybody, be freaking nice. <laughs> yes. Be nice. It pays to, off. Be it nice. Works. It totally works. Be nice to your spouse. Uh, give them an extra hug. When they do something uh, and, it, and it makes you upset, assume they weren't intentionally trying to ruin your life. <laughs> right like just assume Absolutely. that they made a mistake and they probably feel bad about it and they might not have the skill set to express that in an appropriate way so lay off a little bit mm-hmm. they married you they love you just go into the conversation with that in mind uh and with that noel we are going to wrap it up and before we do i want to let everybody know that Noelle has written down the secrets to live happy and healthy all the way up until you die to that very last breath in a new book called Happy Healthy Dead. So check it out. You can get it at uh, on Kindle Readers. Uh, you can download it from or find a link to on her website, noelnelson.com. You can also find a link to the book in our bookstore uh, at hitchedmag.com. And uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many best-selling books. Uh, so in addition to Happy Healthy Dead, she is also the author of Your Man is Wonderful, Uh, Also, Dangerous Relationships and many other books, by the way. Uh, You can get this information, as I mentioned, at her website, noellenelson.com. You can find Noelle on Twitter, at Dr. Noelle Nelson. She is also on Google+, and uh, Facebook. Uh, Of course, we have uh, a presence on all the social media. Uh, so you can find links to that stuff on our website, hitchedmag.com. If you have questions, uh, if you have ideas or suggestions, we're open to all this stuff. This is an open conversation. So let us know what you think. We love everybody who has rated us 
uh, or given us any kind of feedback in through either iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, we really appreciate that and some of the emails that we have received. So thank you so much for that. Uh, and well, I guess that'll do it for us this week. So thank you so much for your insight, Noel. It is always a pleasure. So thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. That is going to do it for us this week. So one last time, take care, everybody. Yeah.